This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Good evening over there, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam. How y'all doing? Music sounds nice. Good. That was Peter Furler. How you doing, Sister Miriam? I'm blessed, thank you. How about you and your family? Hey, I can't complain today. We're all relatively healthy, so praise the Lord. A little bit of croup, but that's not anything big. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, did you get your move done? We did. We moved 200 feet down the hall. And it took seven guys in three days. <laughs> wow. From a one-bedroom apartment to a two. But in that one-bedroom apartment, I had five years of ministry and boxes. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, can you breathe a little bit better? You got some more room? We have um, a whole full large second bedroom, uh, a very large second bath, and two walk-in closets, and they're reserved for you. Praise the so Lord. So you want to come visit here. I rejoice with you. That is awesome. Amen. And thank you for the invite. We're 20 minutes from the ocean. Wow. And, and now, where are you located? Nice here, good restaurants and whatever. Are you in North or South Carolina? We are in North Carolina, 30 miles north of South Carolina. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah, we're on the ocean just north of Myrtle Beach. Ah, that sounds like a beautiful place. If you're within. Beach distance, that's always good. you got options. All we right. got water nearby, although we don't really use it at this stage of our <laughs> lives. Um, actually, both Miriam and I are mountain people. So we are gazing about 200 miles to the west where the mountains start. I think I'm with you on that one. I'm not much of a beach person, and um, as usually is the case whenever I live near the ocean, about the time I move, I'm like... Uh, 
well, I've only been in the ocean a couple of times. I guess it's too late now. <laughs> I don't yeah, swim in the ocean or anything. So. Um, Bali's a, a resort place. Well, it's a beautiful place to see the sunset. You know, yeah, you can, how many times can you walk on the beach? That's all good, but I'm not into water sports. Uh, I've got enough sense to stay out of the water. Because I don't want to become Jaws next what meal. What to you? <laughs> next lunch. That's right. I let Jaws have the ocean, and I'll keep the beach <laughs> beachfront. Well, well, we have, we have a few friendly sharks that come around here too. But what we do have, there's signs all over. We have lots of little inlets and such, and the signs are always beware the alligators. Whoa. And the signs usually say, if it moves, it's food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get so don't, walk your dogs, <laughs> don't walk your dogs near the, um, you know, the, the developments all have their little channels and such. So, anyway, gators are okay. Well, welcome back today, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. We're uh, excited to be here with you. Kick off this week's marathon. Uh, today is uh, Monday, February 12th, 2024. We're live with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. Uh, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, you want to open us in prayer? We will. Miriam, do you want to? Can you hear Miriam from around the corner? Uh, she do, sounds do a little bit pray? far away. If she you sounds far away. Yeah, a little bit. I'll do it. Okay, Lord, we thank you for this time tonight. Thank you for a spirit of revelation. Lord, as we are understanding, releasing your word, Lord, living in your rest, Lord, as we look into the book of Hebrews tonight, Lord, we see you are offering us a life in the spirit. So we thank you, Father, for it. Lord, I thank you for all those that are listening, Lord, that they will be able to receive in their spirit, not in their mind, but in their spirit, they'll be able to receive your word in life. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Shannon, we've been working the past weeks now out of the book of Hebrews, and uh, especially on our Sunday night program. But I'm going to, uh, we're going to look into Hebrews 3 and 4 tonight on living in the rest of the Lord. And the rest of the Lord is not passivity. It's not a vacation. It's not a sleeping. It's living in his presence, in a sense, living in the flow or living in the spirit of God. I'll open up again in chapter one, the first three verses. We've talked about it last week. But God, who at various times and in different ways spoken times passed to the fathers by the prophets. Now, that would be the major and the minor prophets, uh, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, and go on. But now, in the last days, he has spoken to us by son. His is in italics there, his son. By son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. The world there is cosmos, or ages, or the aeons, or the dimensions, the uh, the degrees, the levels. We're talking about all the worlds, all the all of creation, the cosmos, through the sun, who being the brightness of glory 
and the express image of his person, of the Father, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, that's a Greek word, important Greek word there, hypostasis, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So we see here that Yeshua, Jesus, the Son, he is an express image of the invisible God. If you want to see the Father, look to the Son. Jesus is the Son, is the, the Father in express image. He's the express image of the invisible God. And so Jesus, when he had by himself, hypostasis, that means substance, when he had by his substance purged our sins, that word hypostasis is used a few chapters later in Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it says that faith is now the substance of things hoped for, the same word hypostasis, and really it can be translated Faith is now the person of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, when he had by himself purged, we talked about that word last week. Purged means to exonerate, to expunge. When he had by himself eradicated our sin, it's more than just forgiven it, it's erased. He has taken all sin upon himself. He purged it from the records of the courts of heaven. Purged meaning he completely took it out. He erased it as if it never happened. So once you ask forgiveness of sin, God remembers it as far as the east is from the west. It's remembered no longer. It is purged. It is it is expunged from the wreckage. If you were to go into the courts of heaven and try to find your sin, you will never find it. It's not like it's there and then crossed out or there and erased and smudged. No, it's been expunged. It's been as if it never happened. What does that mean? That is so significant. It means the sins of your past has been completely eradicated. It means also your past is eradicated. You live in the now of God. We are to live in the very presence of God in that we don't live in our past. We don't live in our future. It hasn't happened yet. We live in God's eternal now. Now faith is. To live in God's eternal now is to live in God's eternity. But different than, you know, when we say eternity, we think of time without end. But we live outside of time, where time was never even created. We live in God. He purged our sin and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. 
These are significant opening verses from the book of Hebrews. Uh, last week we talked a little bit in chapter 2, where it says that what is man, you made him a little lower than the angels, crowned him with glory and honor, set him over the works of his hands, put all things under his feet. You know, in the presence of, of the Father, the angels and everyone in heaven has to stand on their feet. But only man can rest in God. Well, let's look to chapter 3. So, therefore, holy brethren or holy sons, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him as Moses was faithful in all his house. So Moses was faithful in his house, but Jesus is faithful to the Father. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. It also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house itself. That's Jesus. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. God the Father created all things through his son, Yeshua, Jesus. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, remember we are the body of Christ, we are the temple of the living God, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the home, hope firm to the end. Now therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. So to re-harden your heart is to close yourself off from hearing the voice of God and to walk in unbelief. And we will see that unbelief is the greatest sin you can commit. Now, in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me and proved me and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, he was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their hearts, not in their minds, not in their actions, but in their heart. And they have not known my ways, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. One of the greatest things we could do in our lives is to come into the rest of God. And that um, to come into the river that's flowing 
and to be able to swim and flow with the river of God, to be able to flow with his spirit. To enter a rest is to enter a place of faith, of knowing God's will, God's provision, God's healing, God's health has already taken place for you. No more searching, what's my calling? What do I do with my life? Who am I called to be? You are entering into a place of knowing the Father and sitting in him. Now, verse 12. Beware, brethren, there least there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. We were sharing this last night in our Sunday night program. And, you know, an evil heart of murder, an evil heart of lust. No, an evil heart of unbelief. You see, faith is believing in God. Unbelief is having a hardened and evil heart. An evil heart in departing from the living God, in a sense of living back in your sin nature. But exhort one another daily whilst called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Lord, I lift up everyone listening today. And Lord, we need to have a heart of faith. Lord, we don't want an evil heart of unbelief. Unbelief, not believing the word, not believing what God says he is able to perform. Simple definition of faith is that God can do and will do what he said in his word he will do. Unbelief is not believing that God will do what he said in his word. You could believe it for somebody else, but maybe not for yourself. Well, that's good. Everyone else is getting healed, but that's not for me. Everyone else is getting blessed, but that's not for me. That's what is called an evil heart of unbelief. Lord, we need a heart that is softened, a heart that's full of life. Lord, I ask that you would do that for all of us tonight. Amen. Lord, that you would open our hearts. Lord, that we will acknowledge, have revelation of the authority and the reality of your word. So today, if any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, of sin, Lord, we don't want to be deceived We don't want the deceitfulness of sin in our life. So, Lord, we have to then be able to receive and believe in your word. For we have become partakers of Christ as if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. And while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? All who came out of Egypt. You know, the scripture talks about 
what, 2.5 million, up to 6 million, including women and children, came out of Egypt, directed to the promised land. And actually that journey could have been done in 11 days, 22 days with a whole group. And it took them 40 years so that every one of them died in the wilderness except for two, except for Joshua and Caleb. They're the only ones of that two and a half million up to six million group that came out of Egypt that made it to the land that did not die in the wilderness. And that's because they brought back a good report. They agreed with God when God said, you can conquer these giants, take the land, the land is yours. So that they would not uh, enter in because of unbelief. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief, of not trusting in him in every situation. God was fully able in 2 Peter 1.3 to provide everything they need for life and godliness. God was well able to provide everything they need in those 40 years in the wilderness. They walked in health. Their shoes and clothing did not wear out. They had food every day miraculously given to them. Everything was there. And that whole group could have crossed the Jordan and come into the promised land. But every one of them had to die in the wilderness because they did not believe the word and the promises of God. How could they believe? By acting on his word. By speaking his word. We shared, I guess, about two or three weeks ago, Shannon, where it says in Genesis 1, 1, 2, and 3, in the beginning, darkness covered the earth, and God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. And the question was, where did the light come from? The light came from out from God. And even now, the kingdom of God is in every one of us, he calls you the light of the world so we can release the kingdom into the earth by speaking it forth. There's been too many silent believers, too many Christians that have held it in. We are to be speaking faith. We are to be speaking life. We are to be creating the kingdom of God around us through our spoken words. Doing that, you are walking in obedience, you're walking in belief, and you are living in the rest or the will of God. Now, we see that whole group could not enter in because of unbelief. 
Lord, again, I ask that you would bring revelation and change to every one of us. Lord, that we would see, hear, and believe your word and express it and speak it out in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You know, we're working today with about nine small fellowships in Fazilban, Pakistan, all young people that are trying to do the work of God and all have great needs in their life as far as finances and to feed his children and to believe and build their ministry. Some of the things that I've been sharing with them and that we can go to... um, let me go to Corinthians, um, uh, First Corinthians, um, eight, uh, eight, nine, and nine, eight. Okay, there it is. First Corinthians nine, eight, and eight, nine, and that. There's just things that they have to grab a hold of. And that eight nine, do I have it right here? First Corinthians, come on, Ron. Seven, eight, eight, nine, or is it second Corinthians? Hold on, hold on, Shannon, we got it here. Amen. Why can't I find it? There we go. I'm sorry. Second Corinthians eight nine. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you might become and excel in riches. So, Lord, I thank you that you are speaking, Father, that to every one of us worldwide right now. That regardless of the economy of the world and the world affairs, Lord, we can live out of the economy of the heaven. And we know, Father, again, this was written 2,000 years ago. It wasn't written to Euro nations. It wasn't written to America or Canada. It was written in the Mediterranean, in the Middle East, in Israel, Judea. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poverty, that you through his poverty might become rich. Well, these are words we need to hear and we need to receive and we need to speak out. And then we go to Second Corinthians 9, 8. That was 8, 9, now 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance of, for every good work. We need to have a heart of belief that receives these scriptures, these words, and believes them to come to pass in all of our lives. Lord, God is able to make all grace abound, Lord, to our ministries in Haiti, to those in Rwanda, in India, and Pakistan and then to other nations of the world that Shannon and all are involved in. Lord, you are able to make everything abound. And you have all sufficiency in all things. Lord, to have an abundance for every good 
work. Every good work, every good work, every work we put our hand to that you have spoken, that you have preordained. We need to have a heart of belief to receive these scriptures and not say it's for somewhere else, for someone else, for another time, but that it applies to all of us today. Well, let's look into uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So Paul is saying, does everyone listening here feel like you are walking in the rest of God? If you don't feel that way, have come short of it, you need to have a fear in a sense, fear that you haven't. Because it's a promise that remains to this day for every one of us to rock in the rest of the Lord. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith, united with faith, with those who heard it. Remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. You need to walk in faith. Faith is the currency of the heavenlies, like money is the currency of the worlds. We need to live in faith and simply believing that God will do what he promised in his word to do. So for we who have believed do not enter that rest, as he said, so I swore in my wrath. I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, there it is again. How many times we've been talking and getting us to understand you are an eternal being. You were created in the Father from the foundations of the world before God ever created the planet Earth. The sun, the moon, the stars, the heavenlies, the plants, the animals. Before he ever created any of that, you were already in him. And all of these works, even the works that he has called you to, I call that a scroll, that God has put within every one of you. Those works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore remains that some must enter his rest, and those to whom it was first preached did not because of disobedience. But again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, now, after such a long time as it has been said, today's a new day. And he gives you another opportunity of securely entering that rest. 
Well, the rest of God is to be free from works, free from working for your salvation, free from working for your healing, your deliverance. To rest in God is to recognize what God has already done 2,000 years ago. Remember, when he died, you died in him. And when he rose from the dead, you rose in him, not just with him, but in him. And you are seated with him at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. So there's a new time. There's a time for every one of us to enter into the rest of God and to be free, like a Shabbat, like a Sabbath, to be free from works. Remember the other gospel we read many times in Galatians, one where Paul says, don't believe another, the other gospel. The other gospel is a gospel of works, but we live in the gospel of peace, free from works, receiving what Jesus has already done for us. So tonight, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then they would not afterwards have spoken of another day. But there remains therefore a rest for all the people of God, a Sabbath, a Shabbat, a time that you are no longer working your salvation, but you are resting in what Jesus has already done. When Jesus died, you died in him. When he rose from the grave, you rose with him. And as he defeated the enemy in his resurrection and opened the heavenlies, he has given you the power and authority of the same defeat and to enter into those heavenly places yourself. So therefore remains a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his own works, his own attempts, his own well, I guess some of you know my testimony. Before I came to the Lord, I was an ordained Swami in India. I spent years there and meditating and working to be free from karma, to be free from the cycle of regeneration, from the cycle of uh, coming back of reincarnation which the Bible says is not true. We are not to try to work our way to be free of anything. Jesus has already freed us. So if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterwards have spoken another day. There therefore remains a rest for all the people of God. There is a place you can live free from works, free from trying to attain to something that God has already brought you to, free from trying to enter into the family of God when you have already now been brought into the family of God. 
free from being working to be receive blessing when he says you have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. For he who entered his rest has also ceased from his own works as God has ceased from his. So let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. If anyone fall after the same example of disobedience, we don't want to miss this. We need to receive all that God has for us at this time. For the word of God, an important verse here we use often, 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. 4.12. Let me read that in another version here. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our heart. There's not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. For nothing that we do remains concealed, remains a secret. And nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless before our eyes to whom we must render an account. Everything is open for us. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked, and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And now verse 14. So seeing that we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession Confession, what we speak, we speak what we believe, what the word is. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our own weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yet without sin. And now 416, such a famous verse. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain grace and find, find, obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We are to confidentially 
enter in and draw near to him. So, Lord, because of everything you have already done for us, Lord, that you are our ever-present sacrifice, Lord, you are open the portals of heaven, Lord, that we can come boldly tonight, Lord, to the throne of God, to the Father, the grace, and that we will obtain grace and mercy, win mercy and obtain and find grace to help us in our time of need. So everything, Father, that we go through, you're saying there's going to be a time in our lives that we will go through a place of need. Lord, you are able to meet every need. You have already done that 2,000 years ago. So, Lord, even right now, we come boldly into that throne of grace. Remember, this is part of the mysterion of Paul, that three-part mysterion. First, you're a new creation in Christ. Secondly, you can come boldly into the presence of the Father. And third, it involves Jews and Greeks. Gentiles are also able to come boldly into the presence of God. Unheard of in the Old Testament tabernacle. So now we come freely and boldly to a place where love is enthroned. To receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. The kiss of mercy and the kiss of grace that every one of us urgently need, even now, as the nations are being shaken, Lord, the news and Lord, everything coming out of there are being shaken up. Lord, we can walk in a place of peace and rest in you. So, Lord, regardless of what happens in this earthly realm, financial institutions, political institutions, whatever crises are happening, Lord, we live far above that. Lord, we live in his rest. And, Lord, I receive all of that rest for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is good stuff, Shannon. Yes, sure. It's a great word today. Next week, we're going to talk about Melchizedek, the king priest. All right. Jesus, who is like Melchizedek. So tonight, we can call this coming boldly in. Come boldly in. We come boldly in by faith by believing in what Jesus has already done for us. Let me read this in another version here. For this reason, we can approach the authoritative throne of grace with bold utterance. We are welcomed there in his embrace and are reinforced with immediate effect in times of trouble. In his incarnate human force, human body, Jesus represents us on the deepest possible level of every detail of our lives, 
spirit, soul, and body. He, Jesus, victoriously faced every onslaught and every scrutiny that he could possibly encounter. But he's given us the victory over every one of it. The message God spoke to us in Christ is the most life-giving and dynamic influence in us, cutting like a surgeon's scalpel, sharper than a soldier's sword, piercing to the deepest core of human consciousness, to the dividing of soul and spirit, ending the dominance of the sense realm and its neutralizing effect upon the human spirit. And this way, a person's spirit is freed to become the ruling influence again in the thoughts and intentions of their heart. The scrutiny of this living sword logos detects every possible disease discerning the body's deepest secrets where joint and bone marrow meet. Deep things it's saying here, Shannon. It's dividing of soul and spirit and ending the dominance of the sense realm. Remember we talked about living in the spirit and that and the difference between living in the spirit and lifting in the, living in the science? For we walk by, by faith and not by sight. Lord, we don't live by what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we touch, what we taste. We live in faith by the word of God. It's a way with our sense realm. It allows us to live in the spirit realm. Jesus has freed every person his spiritual applications in their heart, their thoughts. He's freed everyone to sail above, to rise above every situation and circumstance in life. Yay, yay, yay. Mm, mm, mm. To live above this fallen world. We are to live in the spirit. We are to live in the rest of God. Mm, the entire person is thoroughly exposed to the scrutinizing gaze of Christ. Amen. Well, this is good stuff, Shannon. Good stuff. And this yes, is sure. just the word of God. All we did tonight was read Hebrews 3 and 4. And a couple of little verses after that, but it's constantly telling us, stay in God, believe in the word of God. Stay in it. Hold fast to it. Do not fall behind. So, Lord, we don't want to die off in the wilderness, whatever wilderness that we find ourselves in. But, we, Lord, we want to live in the promise of God. We want to live in faith of God, in the life of God. Far above principalities and powers and every, every 
spirit every attack. Principalities and powers and rulers and darkness of, in heavenly places. He's allowed us to rise above. When he took all sin upon himself, he released us to rise high above into the spirit and to live in the rest of God. So Lord, I just bless everyone that's listened to this. Lord, that they'll be able to grab hold of it in their mind, their understanding, in their hearts, to be able to grab hold of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Shannon, for allowing me to share this word. Hey, this is a great word tonight. Come boldly in by faith. Hebrews 3 and 4. Amen. Uh, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, I want you to tell people more about your ministry, what you got going on, how they can contact you and support it. We do a lot of teaching like this in different platforms and places. Uh, This afternoon we were in Germany with our wonderful Zoom group in Germany and uh, from uh, in that group this afternoon, there was France represented, and Pakistan was there, and Rwanda was there, and Germany was there, and us in the States. So we do a lot internationally. Uh, we have our family in Rwanda, also in Haiti. Um, our son Greg and all is in Israel, you know that. Um, and what God is doing there. Mm, 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 mm. So we are believing for a harvest to come out of this war that's been going on, a harvest to come out of it of souls. So that's what we do. Um, We have our Sunday nights, our main meeting in the States. It's a call in by phone. Everyone is welcome. Uh, I'll send you an invite or send you the code to come in. Uh, by phone, uh, you can email me at roncohen47 at aol.com, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at aol.com, or you're free to call me at 302-559-1766, and I'm on Eastern Time in North Carolina in the States, 302 302- Five five nine one seven six six, and I bless all of you. If you want to help our children, we have two hundred children in Haiti. Uh, we have uh, ten kids in school in Rwanda, uh, also in Nigeria and Pakistan, India, and uh, groups from a while back in Kenya. So thank you, Lord, for all that we've done in the past. Lord, that there is fruit. Lord, that you told us that we will bear fruit and our fruit will remain. And so we are seeing the remain of years of work in these nations as these young people now, another generation is coming forth. If you'd like to be a part of that, feel free to email me, roncohen47 at aol.com, or call me, um, 302-559-1766. Or you can uh, help support us um, through PayPal at my email, or um, Cash App, 
or Zell all through my email. And don't forget Omega Man and Shannon. We need to keep Shannon on the air. So we bless him in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. So, okay. Thank you, Shannon. Great word today. Always an honor to be here with you. Sister Miriam, would you like to close us in prayer? Yes. Let me let me kind of get the microphone toward her. She's around the wall here in our apartamente. Okay, Cinco, I love the turn, turn this way, hon, if you can, and a little louder. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't. Go ahead. What? I can't. I'm anchored by wire. <laughs> Father God, I love your word. Your word is life to us. And these, these scriptures today are talking about entering into his rest. His rest. It's not about who we are or what we do. It's about who you are and what you've already done for us. You have given us hope and a future. And so I thank you, God, for that. I know you gave me an acronym one time about rest. And it's like R is for remember. E remember. And S is for surrender. And T is time with him. Let us never forget to have that time with him and to enter into that rest. We have a promise that one day... He has called us to enter into his eternal rest. rest. Mm-hmm. Yeshua, you are the way, the truth, the life, and the rest. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Thank Say you, Shannon. We love you. Annette. Likewise. Uh, we got a bedroom here. You and your wife want to come and spend a few days? You're welcome. Well, thank you very much for that invite. I do appreciate that honored for you to say that and uh, I enjoyed this program tonight we're going to have it in the archive here in just a bit encourage everybody out there to uh, get it share it with a friend all the shows are uploaded by the way uh, daily to uh, omegaman.podbean.com or simply go to my website omegamanradio.com and I'll give you instructions on that and uh, we do appreciate you all to share those with everyone that you can love you both and we'll see you again real soon Okay, when's our next time? Let me see my phone here. Let me look at the schedule real uh, quick. Let's see. Uh, uh, we've got you scheduled we, for next week, the 19th. Oh, yes, look at that. Is that still uh, yes, good for you? Yes, Shannon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the week after is at 8 o'clock on the 26th. That's right. You've got good notes. That's exactly what mine shows. Perfect. Very good. Okay, thank you, Shannon. Thank you very much. We love doing this. Just a scripture and God's personal revelation. Hey, listen. Love you. Bless you. We're blessed to have the Koinim here. And uh, we've got oh, man. we've got Brother Ron and Miriam Cohen, and we've got Joseph Cohen. I mean, I couldn't be more blessed unless I can get three Koinim. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Praise I have another friend who can come on. He's, he's Hispanic. He's Spanish. Really? And he's also a Cohen. Wow. Does he speak English <laughs> or just Spanish? He does both. Oh, well, you know what? Give him my cell phone, and if he'd like to come on, we'd love to have him on and get him, give him the mic, have him preach. <laughs> yes, or maybe he can sit next to me and share. That'd okay, be awesome. very good. I uh, We'll do that. I can use all the new guests we can get. God bless you all. 
Oh, okay. Well, I can certainly round that up easily. I'm around some good people. Yes, sure. And I mean, that, I mean that. Um, we can create as many spaces as we need to. I'm back in full time. Okay, very good. Don't forget, try to get Greg on one time or another. Oh, yeah. We just, uh, tell you what, I'll reach out to him and find out what he's got open. Um, I can open up some morning slots for him, too. I'll do that today, in fact. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Today, it's at night. It's almost bedtime. Oh, well, today, my time. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in Bali, Indonesia. I'm coming yeah. to you from the future, 13 hours ahead. 13, wow. That's amazing. Okay, Mr. Shannon. Bless you guys. Love to Lorita, to uh, Narita, and uh, the three kids, all the prophets. That's exactly right. Triple J, Jeremiah, Judah, and Jemima. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay. See you soon. Good night. God bless you. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom. Folks, welcome back. Coming up in about five minutes, we're going to have... Troy Anderson and Colonel Giamamo, Giamo. and uh, then we've got Speak My Word, and we're going to also have Lawrence DeMello on tonight. Okay, let me save this program. We'll be right back.